Hello and welcome to today's VJ Hemong podcast. We are a global open access video journal bringing you the latest in hematological oncology. In this exclusive podcast, leading experts Uwe Platzbacher, Alan List, Daniel Starzhanovsky and David Salman discuss innate immune dysregulation and targeting in myelodysplastic syndromes. The experts highlight several interesting topics, including IRAC inhibition, NLRP3 and CD47 targeting, the future of MDS treatment and more. Hello everybody, a warm welcome uh, here at the IWMDS meeting. Uh, I think it's a great meeting so far and it's also a great pleasure to uh, welcome uh, three eminent researchers in the field of MDS. Dan Starzhinovsky, David Salman and Alan List uh, sitting on the left side and uh, the topic and also the idea of this little 10 minute uh, break here is to give you some insights what happened and also some opinions on uh, the um, presentations and also the data uh, of the last couple of hours. So to all of you and maybe Alan I can start with, with you. Uh, this was a very interesting session on innate immunity on also potential targets. Uh, what was your basically highlight uh, of the last uh, two hours? What is maybe uh, also with regards to uh, therapeutic agents? What is very close to the clinic and may enter also uh, the clinical stage very soon for our patients? Sure. I, it's interesting to see that such a focus on innate immunity when you know, 10 years ago there was nothing. And, uh, and, and I think it's obviously biologically very relevant to this disease. Uh, we heard a lot about uh, inhibitors or strategies to inhibit the metasome uh, downstream of the toll-like receptors. Uh, we also heard, we talked about uh, inflammasome and, and inhibitors of the inflammasome as well. Uh, we also heard about uh, NK cells as a therapeutic target and and there isn't a lot out there but at least in that most recent press release of it was like three patients that were treated all achieved a CR it's pretty impressive using NK cell therapy that could achieve that I think the the challenge for commercial development will be how do you put that on a commercial scale to give one and a half billion cells uh, three times um, but I think that the 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 first agent to really get into that space of inhibiting the metasome uh, was the one that you're involved with the curious uh, agent too much talk about that yeah I mean the the, the presentation uh, was uh, also uh, had part of the clinical data already and um, the uh, stage of the development is a phase one phase two clinical trial uh, with a IRIC inhibitor which is rather selective for IRIC 4 and uh, what we have seen so far is um, activity clinical activity with regards to reduction of blast count even CRs have been observed in patients with a flat 3 mutation there was some uh, concern with regards to safety and I touched base on that with rhabdomyolysis therefore I think the study is currently on hold but uh, as I understood the company is quite optimistic to continue with that. Uh, thank you very much for pointing out this IREC uh, uh, 4 uh, modulation as a potential therapeutic target in MDS and AML. The uh, world expert is sitting there. He, I think actually the, the trial then was based on your pivotal uh, um, uh, work. You have published a couple of years ago and you showed us an update. So can you allude a little bit on the role of IREC 1 uh, on yeah. maybe compensating selective inhibition of IREC 4? Yeah, no, and, and uh, I just want to maybe backtrack a little bit and just sort of you know, 
you know, touch a point in how the field has really evolved over the last 10 years, particularly with the role that the innate immune inflammatory pathways are playing in this disease. Um, you know, the, the genetic catalog of mutations is well described, and now it's really interesting how these commonly recurring mutations are largely, many of them, impinging on these innate immune inflammatory pathways in a way that's contributing to the disease pathogenesis. Um, so the study you're referring to from a few years ago, um, we, we were, our team was able to provide uh, one of the initial links between a common somatic mutation and a splicing factor uh, to activation of these innate immune signaling pathways and specifically generation of an IRAC4 isoform that's just more activated. Um, this is a druggable enzyme. Um, and so as you mentioned, uh, Kyrus's IRAC4 inhibitor has uh, moved into uh, low risk and high risk and uh, AML uh, trials uh, with the goal to evaluate uh, the role uh, of, of an IRAC4 inhibitor in these patients. Um, what I appreciate today from this session is understanding how little I understand still about some of these pathways and how complex they are. Um, there is a lot of crosstalk. There are complex, complex circuits um, that are dysregulated in MDS and AML. Um, and, you know, the crosstalk between the inflammasome also within, you know, the innate immune system in the mitosome, but also within the signaling pathways and, and understanding compensation pathways that, uh, if targeted in a very deliberate, deliberate specific way, can improve the efficacy of some of these agents. So um, I still view this as the early days of targeting the innate immune inflammasome pathways in these diseases, but with each of these lab-based experiments and papers, as well as the clinical trials, we're learning more about the pathways and where sh we sh need to place the greatest emphasis. Thank you. So David, in the New England Journal a couple of weeks ago, there was a, I would say, a seminal paper on uh, patients uh, with colorectal cancer, uh, MSI positive, re receiving uh, no operation, no, uh, no radiotherapy, just treated with checkpoint inhibitors. So is, for mild malignancies, is the future bright with regards to, um, let's say, immune-based therapies? Is this, is, will this be the single, maybe, therapeutic approach? Can we abandon HMAs, venetoclax, everything? Is, is this your take-home message from the data presented, or uh, should be a little bit more cautious? Yeah, I mean, I think that would be a pipe dream for us to have, right? I mean, having, you know, truly disease-modifying therapies, therapies that we may, you know, ultimately need, let's say, allogeneic stem cell transplant, is definitely a hope that, you know, that, that all of us have. You know, I think, you know, that trial is a very specific setting where, fortunately, these patients are having truly remarkable outcomes. I think you know, to Dan Allen's you know, point, it's a very complex disease, not just you know, with different pathways being impacted, different mutations, different clinical risk you know, scores. And, and the challenge is a little bit our paradigm for drug development. You know, we test one agent in one setting with one endpoint, and we get some sort of lukewarm sort of data that we don't necessarily know, you know what to deal with. So I think we really have to come together with novel endpoints, novel combinations really early on, and ideally trying to get insight into the biomarkers for this disease, whether or not it's in, in inhibition of the metasome and flamasome, whether or not it's clonal eradication, other things that really truly give us insight to where we can really hope that maybe we can have that um, home run to where maybe we don't need cytotoxic chemotherapy, you know, therapies that have, you know, lo lots of other challenges. So I think the future is there. I think realistically we're in the 10 to 20 years to get there, but maybe we will find subsets of patients based on, you know, great translational work, but we have to I think we have to think a little bit more out of the box than what we are to 
really move the field forward more quickly. So maybe um, I think we are at now at eight minutes and we, sh we should talk, uh, we should have a con conversation for 10. So maybe um, briefly, just in a, a vision to all of you, uh, how do we treat, let's say, low-risk MDS uh, and high-risk MDS AML in 10 years? Alan, what, do you th what, what is your suggestion? Uh, so um, I think the most exciting thing I would love to see uh, is be able to target the pathobiology that's driving the disease. And, and I think uh, there's an array of inflammasome inhibitors that are being developed right now, uh, which are very exciting. There's two general classes. One is what they call the uh, ATPase inhibitors. The other one is our pro inhibits protein-protein interactions. Um, but I think that the things that will be important for that to be a success is not just to be able to block the activation of the NLRP3 inflammasome, but how do we deal with the complexes that are already activated and remain catalytically active and circulate for, for, for long periods of time? Uh, I think all those things will have to be uh, taken into account. But I would love to see that uh, be the, the new therapy in the future for low-risk MDS and maybe even CCUS uh, as well. Then will we maybe change uh, treatments in between when new mutations or maybe a new immunological pattern is, is evolving? Is this something like a metronomic therapy? Uh, could you envision that? Of course, it's a little hypothetical question, sure. but sure. No, I, I think it's a great question. Maybe maybe I'll give a little bit of you know you know insight into what I feel the high risk you know paradigm you know will be. I think fortunately now we have three drugs in appropriately run studies. You know, two of which target the immune system that we discussed today, Megrolimab targeting CD47, Sabatolimab targeting, um, you know, TIM3, and, and hopefully these are going to make the initial bar moving forward. Although where do I see us in five to ten years? I really think we are going to move towards, you know, triplet, maybe quadruplet studies. We have to balance toxicity at the same time, but hopefully we can really get great knowledge on translational work in the setting of these studies to maybe answer kind of some of the questions that, that, that you just have. So I really hope that in the near future, we have a much higher percentage of patients in high quality remissions. And really the you know MRD, which has really changed the landscape of hematologic malignancies, is truly gonna have you know major significant in MDS. I think we've not had those therapies, but as those therapies are coming, hopefully we can read out at one month, at three months, hey, this combination is looking better, and then we can really pivot into sort of um, you know more more definitive trials at that time. Just yeah, yeah, I'll be very brief. Um, and again, I don't treat patients, so that's a full disclosure. Um, but uh, I think IROC inhibitors, this is the prime time now to uh, you know evaluate them in the clinic. Um, uh, we'll understand a lot more about their monotherapy activity, but I think moving forward, uh, uh, you know, the right combinations are going to be uh, very likely. And those have to be driven by great science and justify, justified by uh, basic science. Um, and then down the road, I think as we understand understand the, the complex nature of the different mutations and how they're activating and impinging and dysregulating not only the these innate immune inflammatory pathways in the, the disease propagating cells, but also in the immune effector cells. And understanding that science and using that science as a foundation then to deliberately target them in a very genetically specific way. Um, and I, that's going to be more likely the longer term strategy. 
So I think you got a little bit uh, of the fire and uh, of the, uh, let's say, of the concept also of this meeting, which uh, was to give short presentations. Some of us did, some of us did not. Uh, and also to, uh, to foster the discussion. And also, I think uh, the atmosphere is, uh, is very vivid. We hope that we could deliver this also here uh, in this format. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VJ Hemonk and subscribe to VJ Hemonk Podcasts on Spotify, Apple and Podbean. Until next time.